thought, thought. I cut the bug with it. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hi. And welcome to Theater, theater thoughts. thoughts. I'm Ty Etherton. And I'm Kira Sweeney. And we're two former theater kids now turned forever theater adults. Whether we like it or not. And we're talking about all things theater, education, and the performing arts. So let's get into some theater, theater thoughts. thoughts. Do you hear that nice new crisp energy? Yeah. It's season two, I'm baby. I'm feeling it. We are here. Welcome. It is season two. We did a full rebrand overhaul of all things Theater Upgrade. Thoughts. Upgrade. Um, and we are so excited to show you guys everything that we've got in store for you. Absolutely. Hey, we wanted to kick off this season with not one premiere, but two premieres. You ever seen RuPaul's Drag Race? Uh, we took notes. <laughs> we took one right out of Mama Ru's book. And we, we said, said Give them time for a two-part, uh, not finale. <laughs> <laughs> two, uh, and bye we're done bye, we're done see you later <laughs> no a two-part premiere because what's more iconic than that and we also have a lot to catch you guys up on absolutely hey welcome back welcome back Season two, we're baby. so we excited to be here we've got some new art we've got some new things in the midst we got yeah. some potential um things in the work we're really upgrading we're, everything yeah we're super stoked um where we left off was all the way in november <laughs> yeah hi everyone hey. it's been a long time Welcome. we hope that you have had an amazing um end of your 2022 and now beginning of your 2023 happy uh thanksgiving happy merry christmas happy christmas happy new year literally all the things we are so happy to be back and you're forgetting the most important happy groundhog's day <laughs> oh yeah it's february mama we're here <laughs> sorry i i forgot about her it's no no offense phil we love you girl <laughs> what did he say this year what was six he doing? more weeks in winter isn't it doesn't he always i do was that? i was not so shocked at all though. why he always do that groundhog day the musical though <gasps> andy carl slept on can, um, can we for a second just pause real quick and talk about Andy Carl for like 10 seconds? Yes. So Andy Carl plays, I don't know, Phil? What's his name in Groundhog Day? No, his name is not. <laughs> <laughs> is his name No, Phil? I don't think it's Phil. I don't think it's Phil. But Andy Carl, you know, my favorite role of Andy Carl is. Kyle. From Legally Blonde. He's iconic. He was also Grandmaster Chad in that show. Yes, that's right. Yeah. What you want? I remember the first time I I realized that he was double cast as that role. I think he does something else too. But anyways, I remember listening back to the soundtrack and being like, "Oh my gosh, yes, that yeah. is Andy Carl." He but serves. Anyways, I love him. He's and Orfei. That's my Broadway couple. <laughs> Were they together? Uh, yeah. That's hot. Yeah. They met in Saturday Night Fever, I think. Yeah. Guys, anyways, sorry. We'll side... a, we could do a theater couples like <gasps> that for Valentine's Day. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe stay tuned for next episode around. Well, no, Valentine's Day is literally next week. But anyways, shout out to all the cute theater couples out there. Yeah, couldn't be us. I Love mean, you it's guys. Kind of me and you. Oh, I mean, yeah. You could be my Valentine. Uh huh. I don't Fresh. need one. Um, okay, so let's talk about our lives since. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what the hell have we been up to? November. Okay, so we did Thanksgiving. Yes. And we gobbled. <laughs> absolutely gobbled, gobbled down gobbled. that turkey. Um, how was the end of your uh December school year? These are so we have brand new kids this semester. Last yes. year was December was the end of our semester. My kids from last semester were so sad to leave me. They literally come say hi to me all the time like yeah. at least once a week they'll be like hi miss weenie i miss you and i'm like oh 
Thanks for stopping by. It's so good to see you. <laughs> but like also, but also, I don't miss you too. I do. I do, I do miss a lot of them. Absolutely. They, they were a really great, like tough at the beginning of the school year, but by the end, a really awesome, solid group. And of here kids. is what sucks because I agree. I was in the same boat as you. Yeah. And I think something that so many theater educators and electives, like let's branch out to more inclusive education people, yeah. like we finally start creating really meaningful relationships by the mm -hmm. end of the semester and then we're done. And yeah. so starting this semester was, you know, kind of tough for me right at the beginning because I had a couple kids that are taking different classes that I teach and whatnot. But for the most part, it's, I'm just starting to see cracks in the armor for some kids mm -hmm. that I, I only met four weeks ago. Yeah. And that's really tough. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard, but, um, I, I was really like, it was bittersweet. I think that end of that yeah. December school year, but also there was so much going on. We were both casting our musicals. Um, we were both in the middle of, you know, like the craziest ramping up part of the show that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Um, and so it was just like, I don't think I ever really got the chance to like breathe. Like December was busy. Yeah. And, and I honestly wouldn't have had it any other way. I loved my December. I had an awesome time. Same with January. January was gone in the blink of an eye. Yeah, but I, I, I cannot believe everything that I did in January. Um, but it was, it was the best time. Well, and another thing, not harping on December, but trying to just bring us, get all of our little nooks and crannies uh cleaned out before uh we start season two yeah is we ended school on like december 23rd or 22nd or yeah. something like that so it was like christmas boom yeah and then the rest of like when it comes to break i was like oh i'm gonna spend some time with everyone here and then i'm gonna go to california to see my family no, like I literally left like three days after school yeah. got out to go visit my family in California. Yeah. And it rained the whole time. Love that for you. So. Wah, wah. It's okay. I mean, um, um, a huge life update from you. <laughs> Hello. I fully went. Okay. So go to the end of December, January. I said, okay, January, January 1st. I, oh, um, January 1st, I got engaged Yay! to be married. Shout out to Ethan. Shout out to Ethan, the um, uh, former theater thought. He loves going and seeing theater with me. Yeah. But a lot of the time he's all like, wow, you make me come see middle school and high school theater a lot. So and you when said, we go see professional <laughs> theater, it's really like. Really good. good. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, do yeah. like I mean, we do, we do do good theater. Yeah, absolutely. We do do good. <laughs> we do yeah. good theater, but like, yeah, I mean, professional theater is top tier. So like, we saw Mean Girls. Yes. Over the break. Ah, oh, so good. So good. Yeah, I, um, I was blown away by the. I think that was the most choreographed, fully show that I've ever seen. Like there was everything was was choreographed down to the the transition the costume change the um visuals like everything was choreographed and everything moved so flawlessly and it was directed and choreographed by the same person yeah it was a dual role and that i think made it matter so much i noticed that it was and just I thought so that was very seamless cool, but you picked that up i could just not i could not take my eyes off of the screens the screens screen yeah. backdrop 
Yeah. They moved I mean, uh, during the show. They just it was just absolutely ridiculous. Dear Evan Hansen walked so that mean girls could run Gee. in that regard. And honestly, I'm not even gonna give credit to Dear Evan Hansen, though that shit is cool. I maybe it's great. Yeah. But oh my god, there's just one scene when um regina is singing world burn and she's making photocopies of the burn book and it literally is like xeroxing her face behind her with that like what is that called that like opposite you know where it's like the opposite color whatever yeah it was so cool i literally ethan was like yeah you kind of were like bruising my leg because i was just like grabbing his leg you were so i wish i could scream right now because it's so cool yeah yeah mean girls was sickening yeah mean girls was awesome um you're deep in the show uh we're on uh week five of rehearsals i believe yeah how's it going great i just forget how fun this show is like it's it remind the girls what you're I'm doing. doing high school musical junior um the last time I did this show was back in 2014 they've done some cuts to the script it's a lot shorter than the version I did Do in 2014 like that or yes and no like they cut a lot of like song is what they mostly did oh. um so the the versions of the songs are just shorter but um it's just so fun and the kids are just having a blast like I I feel like they're just so amped all the time that it's like most of the time getting them to focus and bring the energy down, which is a great thing. I would rather have to pull them back than to bring it Absolutely. up. Absolutely. So yeah, it's been, it's been super fun. How's your show going? Good. I'm doing guys and dolls, uh, which I'd never done before. I had only seen the movie. I have not seen the stage production of it. Um, it's such a good show. I, I love it. It's so silly. And the kids really love it. Mm -hmm. um, it takes me back to, I did Pirates of Penzance a few years ago, right? And it was a show that none of the kids knew. And that's like a really foreign one, right? Yeah. Guys and Dolls is a little bit more common. But, yeah. but still, these kids had no idea. And so when we do and we play with all of this stuff, they're like, oh my God, that's funny. And I'm like, yeah, they were funny even back in the 50s. Like, they were allowed to be. <laughs> like, it's not just your humor. <laughs> like, they're making humor too. So, So it's really good. It's just kind of about like priority shifting now. I'm I'm so much like, hey, set crew, this has to get done. Costumes, we've got to be getting ready to like get everyone in them. You know, cast, it's time now for you to sing and learn your lines and give it to me on stage because we got to start doing things and moving <laughs> around and getting stuff done. Yeah, like I, I reminded my kids today that they're off book deadline was next week and yeah. a lot of them you could see the like terror in their face right. where they're like oh my god yeah this is right. soon absolutely yeah i'm also getting ready for another show it never ends with us guys mm -mm. i'm sorry we are we are you know married to the art um i'm getting ready to do chicago Amazing. which i'm super stoked about so that'll probably be at you know future episodes updates and all the things but that's a bucket list item for me. Absolutely, it so is. So I'm super, super stoked to um, to ta to tackle it. I also just bought my first pair of character shoes for it. <laughs> if you can believe my, however, what like almost probably like 20 years in the performing arts, and I've never owned a pair of character. But you shoes, got a good pair. Yeah, out Laducas in Laducas. 
Jeez. They're they're pretty good. I'm excited to test what them out. What are they out. called? They called it a character name, didn't they? Uh, oh yes, I, the collection that I was looking at were they were all named after like iconic Fosse women characters, and so I got a, the pair that was titled Velma because, hello Chicago, right? Um, and I don't know. I think it'll be good to test it out, and also it's one of those practice what you preach moments. If I'm going to expect all the girls to do choreography and heels. I should be setting that standard. Absolutely. So that's that's why I made the investment and was like, I'll use these again, 100% when I choreograph, you know, future things um, or even, you know, do my own stuff or whatever. But um, I'm excited. You bring up a really good point. Practice what you preach. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where this we've been two part. Yeah. I mean, you, you said it never ends with us. And I was like, oh, yeah, it truly never ends with <laughs> us. Um, and you bring up a great point. Um, you and I have been a part, um, of an experience where we are, um, in production roles where we're, we're on the creative team. Um, and we can, and we'll probably, you know, throughout this episode and next episode, talk a little bit about that. Um, but we stepped back onto the stage and performed onto the stage. Yeah. Um, I think both of us did little things in, in college. Right. Mm -hmm. But I hadn't been in like a fully you know, high scale, not high scale, big, large scale, yeah. large scale, large scale musical since I was in high school. Yeah. And, um, we've done countless musicals since then. Right. We've just been on the other side. And so, uh, you know, taking on that dual role between production and then performer, I think for both of us was like, Oh, okay. These are both things that we're super familiar with. We've done both of these roles countless times, but now it it was, you know, marrying the two and and figuring out, okay, how do we how do we practice what we preach as both, you know, producer and choreographer and as performers? We're, we were we were living the thing that we tell our kids to do. Well, and we realized that there were times where we could marry the two together and there mm-hmm. were times where we absolutely had to keep had to it be separate one or the other. And yeah. we've never had to do that. No. Someone's always, when we've been performing, someone else is always in charge. So it is difficult when you were kind of in charge of both and, yeah. and what that looks like. And so uh, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit about our experience and what uh, you as a performer or a director or an educator or someone that wants to be all three um can do uh and we'll talk a little bit about rock of ages when we come back yay Talking about Rock of Ages. Yes. That thing that we've been doing since, oh my gosh, what? September was when we started like production meetings and uh, really started getting the process going. But it wasn't until I think end of September that we had our first rehearsal. It so, was a long it was a process. long process. Very long process. Yeah. But um, but it was our first community theater yeah, show. Yeah. So let's start at the beginning. Um, I think this has always been a dream of mine to be involved in community theater in some way Uh, and I wasn't quite sure like when this was going to happen for for us or for front range or whatever but 
I remember very distinctly back in 2021, our first summer camp production back after COVID and the, the energy was just electric. We were so on fire for our passion for the arts because of all the time we had spent away from the thing that we so dearly loved. And I just remember it being like this, we started talking about it like it was a a dream. Like this is something that we want to do in the very, you know, near future, but it didn't seem super obtainable quite yet. Mm. And then I remember as we started to talk about it more, it kept being like, this is something that we could actually do. Like we could pull this off. We could make this happen. And like, why not keep all this momentum going? Why wouldn't we want to, you know, start these new adventures and, and really just kick it into high gear when we're so excited and like electrified by the thing that we've literally been doing forever. It was a renewed passion for me, at least. I yeah. I never felt it go away, right? Like I, it was, it was always there. I, I was always still the thing that I very so much loved, but I think it just like in whatever way it was a resurgence of that. Yes. After COVID. Yes. And fully, you have to take into account and, and listeners, there's a point here in all of our conversation for this is you have to take into account, like it was not just a resurgence for, isn't this silly thing that we can do? It was that and this and this and this and this. We were so like, deprived (laughs) yeah for so long that when we came back to do summer camp it was like summer camp just doesn't cut it anymore yes it just doesn't cut it anymore and so we had decided to plan at the end of summer camp of 2021 we decided to plan a gala celebrating 10 years of our company yeah and and that was really we talked about that last season i believe yes and and we had it you know i was it during that season that we had it or was it after this? It was during. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we um started putting it into the works and having, you know, the gala and what inspired whether or not the gala was a thing, what it did was focusing on these 10 years really started the thought process of you and I being like, right now, two camps in the summer does not cut it for us in how we want to express ourselves creatively anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's not just talking about dreams anymore. And it's not just kids anymore. Exactly. It's, it's everyone. And I think we'll talk a lot about how, uh, form formational. I, I guess that's what I'm the word I'm looking for. Um, or I don't know, maybe even essential that this process was for not only us, but a lot of the new people that we got to meet through this this was a formative ah that's the word i'm looking for this was a formative experience for me and i think you know i'm i'm going to look at a lot of things very differently from here on out because of this experience which is amazing and for me at least rock of ages was a title i threw around jokingly because i had seen a another local professional company do it a few years prior And I remember seeing it and being like, wait, this is so fun. Like, it was so different from the movie that I had seen in the theaters when I was like a teenager. And seeing that show in my 20s, I was like, 
this is so fun. It's it's all this music that I know. It's all this music that a lot of people know. And it's a really entertaining story. Oh, yeah. And we'll get into all of the details of that. Yeah. But I think that at its forefront, when we started saying, okay, it's no longer just like fun to start doing an an adult community show, but we need something to go out with a bang. And that is when you pulled this title out and we all said, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Let's 100% do it. So we decided in July during the gala that we would do it. And then September came time to plug for people to do it. And we had no, I have goosebumps talking about it. Right now. <laughs> I know I have goosies too. <laughs> um, we, I remember thinking, reflecting on it. I don't think I realized how nervous I was at the sense of, we have no idea if we're going to get anybody to a, be a part of this, b come and watch this. Yeah. And so that was when we decided, okay, both you and I started as performers uh-huh. and yeah. let's do it. Like let's yes. be in the show yeah. too. I, I jokingly back in 2021 showed the woman who was our director. Her name's Barb Dignan, an absolute icon. Yeah. And Legend. Um, I jokingly showed her a, the video of the people performing Hit Me With Your Best Saw and like kind of like was like, oh my God, wouldn't this be so funny if Ty and I like were to be in this roles? Couldn't you see us doing that? And it was very much just like, I knew those characters were our vibe. Like right. I just could, I could see talks. us pulling it off. Yeah. And it was literally just like, that was when we were dreaming. That was in the dream phase. And it was one of those things where like, I think I'd always wanted to eventually make my way back to the stage, but I wasn't sure when I was going to be awarded that opportunity again. And it, it came out of necessity, but it was also, we were a hundred percent on board for it. Yeah, absolutely. It was a show that I felt comfortable. It was a role. There were low in, in retrospect, there were low stakes, right. For us doing, yes, I didn't have to, you know, like, Ego aside, let's call a spade a spade. I didn't have to audition. Yeah. I got to preview the part that I wanted to play and say, this is the part that I wanted to play. Mm -hmm. But also looking back on it, like if I would have auditioned, I think I would have got, I think I would have booked the role. I I think the same thing right. as well. Well, and it's, it's a comment that I heard a lot of people say, like, honestly, casting was, it was perfect. Right. And it was, it's, it was honestly shocking how it worked out because like Ty was saying um, a few moments ago, we weren't sure who was going to turn out for this. So originally we were like, okay, wow, we know all these really talented people. Many of them alumni of our, you know, summer camp program. People, and now good friends of ours. Yes. Good friends of ours. People who we know very near and dearly, but also know still have that, that passion for theater still wanted to, you know, it was still there. And just like us, I don't know if they were, you know, necessarily seeking out those opportunities, but if it were to fall in their lap, they would a hundred percent jump at that opportunity. And so we, you know, filled with the people that we knew being like, it was, it took a lot of time and, and in effort to figure out, okay, where with, within our reach, where do we have access to as far as these characters? And then we put out an open call for the roles that we were like, I mean, we just don't Which have that like within our grasp. Six to eight roles. Yeah. And, and out of 18 roles, 
that was really nice to be like, wow, we have 10 to 12 people we've recruited that we've really said, hey, we want you to come be a part of this. This is the role we want you to play. Can yeah. you do this? Can you be a part of this? And not only that, did that take a whole lot of balls to do, but the nice thing is, is we got back yeses. So we said, okay, we have 75% of the cast. Now, what are we looking for? Well, and Barb was really amazing. And she reached out to a lot of her old students. She yes. used to be a high school teacher. And so people who hadn't performed in what, like 12, 15 years, um, you know, since they were in her high school theater program, but she knew still loved music and, and could access this music, especially. Right. And she got them. She sold yeah. them on it and was really like, I think that this could be an incredible experience for you. Now you have to keep in mind. I thought that was amazing that, that she I, I that agree. she went out of her way to you know to seek out these people and and you know like offer them that hey we're doing this I would love for you to consider doing it despite it being an unpaid community show with a company who's never done a community show. <laughs> And is asking for all of this time and energy, cannot compensate. We don't know if we're going to have an audience. We don't know how the logistics are going to work out. Our building space and our rehearsal space was always up in the air. Yeah. Like there are so many things working against it, yet we still had those people that she had reached out to and then some yeah. auditions. So we, we had, you know, a, a, an assortment of auditions. Mm -hmm. I would not say an influx. We did not have a ton of auditions, right? Yeah. And I don't know what it was, if it was the theater gods looking out for us or whatever, but literally the perfect people fell into our laps. Yes. Like we had exactly what we needed and then some, like right. you said. And so in in our ability to establish this group of people, some people who knew each other, some people who were new to Colorado, some people who were, you know, former performers now, you know, in various other phases of their life, ready to kind of explore that, that passion of theirs again. It was just this like really uncertain group, uncertain experience, but ultimately it ended up, I think, being one of the most reaffirming things for everyone involved. Absolutely. And so that brings us to the first rehearsal. Yeah. Which. You were not there. I wasn't a part of it. I was in Utah. Yeah. Um, but um, I remember we, we kind of sat around in a circle and, you know, all kind of talked about, hey, you know, this is me and this is what I do. And, you know, I'm, I'm a part of this because of X, Y, and Z. What was the feeling like? that first rehearsal. I mean, there was like a little bit of like nerves and, and timidness. Those of us obviously who knew each other were a little bit more comfortable being in that space and being with, and being with the people that we already knew. Um, but it, I remember just sitting there and being like, this is so cool. Yeah. Like this is so special. And um, it was, I think slow building but there's a couple of moments for me that in the process I was I was really starting to feel like we had something. And um, through all the uncertainty of, 
you know, rehearsal space or, you know, will people be there because they have lives outside of this show right. and, you know, working with adults and their schedules. That was never something that we had as an obstacle before. And right. um, it was definitely something that we had to learn to work through. And both of us, um, I'm sure we'll talk more about it here in a little bit, um, having to navigate both being an actor and being a person on the production team. Um, it was it was, it was a lot. It was uh, at first I was, I just remember being so excited, but I also remember being like, okay, um, what is going on? Where, where are we going from here? Like it was, it was exciting. There was so much happening, but also I was, I was, you know, there was so much uncertainty. I completely agree. I think what came down to it and what is quite beautiful with the entire thing is and i didn't really be i wasn't really able to put it into words what the you you know what the feeling was um until the end of the show but i remember going to the first rehearsal i was at and Mm -hmm. and meeting everyone and it was this very awkward everyone kind of didn't know how it was going and and we would sing a little bit and yeah of course we sounded good but they're you know it's the first time we're blocking and everyone is at different levels of theatricality and what's going on and i was like oh like we are in complete underdog status yeah we are a group of people who have there is one person in our cast of 20 people that have done a show in the last three, four, five years. Okay. Only one out of the 20 of us have been in a show within the last 72 months. Other than that, everyone else, it had been years since they had done it. And you're now asking us to all come together without knowing each other and put something together, a giant full length rock musical that features primarily music Mm-hmm. primarily dance mm-hmm. a little bit of acting sprinkled through in a show that we're doing in a in an elementary school <laughs> yeah. like you you gotta be kidding me we were yeah. we were we the odds were against us yeah and what's so beautiful is i think a lot of people took that on and said yeah but we're the kind of underdogs that like have have it like it's there. It's there. We got it. And we we can do that. And that slowly started to come together. So we can talk more about our role as an actor and, and what the process was like and what it felt like being an actor and working in this space um, when we come back after the break. Talking about our Rock of Ages experience. Talking about being underdogs. Completely. <laughs> and stepping back into the actor role. So you and I both had talked about this. It had little things in high, uh, college, but yes. really high school or or first year in college was like the last time we actually performed. Absolutely. Yeah. I like, I think a couple monologues, a couple scenes, and then I did some dance stuff in college, but outside of that, I had not been in a musical since I was in the wizard of Oz, my senior year of high school. I've, we've both done 
a million musicals since then. Right, but we've been on the other we've side. We've been on the other side. And so it was really interesting to be doing all the things that I expect people to do in a musical, but I didn't have to I, do right. them myself. Right? Like going to music rehearsals and right. do you like... remember we would just like sit around and plan stuff while yeah. everyone was in music rehearsal and it was just like this relaxed time for us yeah. to get other stuff done. Oh no, we had but to no, actually there. be there and be learning our harmonies so that we would sound right. good backstage. And being told, okay, coming from uh, as a director and a producer and and all of these roles, you know, for let me stroke my ego for a minute. Like these are the higher up roles like I don't get told what to do when it comes to <laughs> theater. So to be told to sit and to turn to this page and to go through this and to learn it like that we, you and I had, had conversations like that really threw me for a loop. It wasn't a huge adjustment, but it was like the time. It was like the small thing that you were like, Oh, the little this is different. Yep. Yeah. This is different. I'm not used to doing this and that's okay. But yeah, it just took a little bit of like readjusting, reacclimating to that environment or having not being okay this is a really important <laughs> thing that i'm bringing up yes understanding that you are not the leader and therefore it is not your place to lead mm -hmm. that was another giant yeah. thing that i had to overcome during this process yeah i i totally hear and that struggled out. at times yeah and also <clears throat> you know for lack of a better term said okay if this is a shit show right now, then it's not my shit show to deal with. Yeah. But also at the same time, it, it was one of those things where like, uh, you know, while we joke about it being this adjustment and being like, oh, I haven't had to do this stuff in so long. We, at the beginning of this episode, talked about how this was a practice what you preach moment for yes. the both of us. And so I looked at everything like I am going to go in on this 110% yes. because that is what I would expect of my students, of anyone that I am working with in a production. Yeah. And so while that was, uh, you know, maybe weird to, to re, like I said, reacclimate to that, that, you know, environment at first, it also wasn't because I just was like, okay, I'm going a hundred percent in on this. And, um, with that follow through, I felt like I got back into that rhythm of being a performer and doing all of these things yeah. a lot quicker. Yeah, absolutely. I think <clears throat> you have to, you, you uh, as creatives, when we're on the creative team, yeah. you and I both say, I need to make sure that I'm doing absolutely everything to make sure that this entire thing looks fantastic yeah. yeah right and that role whether it be a choreographer or director or whatever takes it, it, there's a lot that goes into it mm -hmm. you're in charge of multiple parts which on a smaller scale but also not on a smaller scale that was kind of my mindset towards the beginning of all like okay great i want everyone in this sounds so like catty but it's not it's all like if i kill it every time everyone else also wants to kill it every time mm -hmm. and then it's going to be great so i'm gonna absolutely bring the boots you know slay the boots down and that's exactly what i was talking to you about how like i would come back from a rehearsal and i think there was only one rehearsal where i didn't feel good about what i had done that day right i would i i was like i'm not gonna mark why would right. i mark I always tell my kids practice like you perform. And that is a hundred percent what I yeah. tried to live that entire process. Um, and yeah, like why wouldn't I want to be my absolute best every day? Cause Absolutely. that's going to inspire, hopefully inspire others yes. to, to 
come to that same standard. And that's what we expect. Yeah. You and I have insanely high standards for yeah. the work that we're involved in. And so to not be the, the standard setter as far as like a leader goes, I mean, we were leaders. People still look to us for a lot right. of things, but also at the same time to then be able to take that um, mindset that we have for setting this high standard and apply it internally as actors to say, hey, we're going to do this and we're going to go 110% and we're right. going to be in character. I mean, there was, <laughs> there was a few rehearsals where we broke and we we laughed. And, but that, I mean, but, there are times as a director or a choreographer yeah, where we break but, and we, we have fun But also, it, but... we we were, ne I was never, with the exception, I think, of like one day where I was like, Ooh, yeah, I'm not my best. I was not marking and I was not going to mark. Why, why would I, why would I half ass it? Absolutely. A full practice, what you preach then. But also I think that also speaks to the roles that we were in. This was not hard character material for either of us to access. We're, but we are both very similar to the characters we played. Not but necessarily also... in aesthetic, not necessarily in interest <laughs> but in aesthetics absolutely yeah we i think also had the the advantage of being opposites yeah and i know you talked to me about this yeah. in a couple conversations as we were going through the profit process and being like i feel so solid in my scene work because i'm working opposite you yes and i know always. that we have each other's backs and we're going to push each other to make different choices and to keep ourselves on our toes. But also we know when something feels good and we're going to really lean into that. And I think that's, that's what we were able to do a majority of the time for me. I think the difficulty and the blocking rehearsals came from you and I are both so much like willy nilly and not, not willy nilly. We like to live and breathe in a space, let people yes. mess around yep. before we really hit it hard and, and say, okay, what felt good about that? Right. What didn't? And then let's tune it in. Right. And that was not our director's <clears throat> style. And so I, I think there were a few times where maybe we overstepped and we maybe kind of were a little bit too much my way or the highway. But looking back on the process, I think that's like one of the only big things that I was like, I probably could have handled that better. Absolutely. And so that brings me to this question of being in the actor role. What did that teach you about being a creative leader as a choreographer or as a director? Mm -hmm. Like, what are you taking from this now in your adult life? Because we've never really been actors as adults, yeah. right? We've really only been kids. Yeah. What is this as an adult, as an actor in an adult production? What is that? What are you going to bring with you back to the other side? Yeah. Not that you left it. I don't, okay. I don't know if this answers your question, but this was the first thing that came to my mind um, when I, I was hearing what you were uh, asking me. And when we were watching the show back, when we were watching videos of the show after the fact, um, Sam turned to me and was like, Kira, did you intentionally make your songs better? Like as choreographer, did you make your choreography better? And I said, no, I, I didn't intentionally try to make myself at an advantage. I wanted everything to be the same standard. So it's interesting that that's how you saw it. He, he just was like, well, the song was so good and it was always so rock solid. And I think that was because I wanted it to look that way. And I had the ability to set that standard as that person in that song. Yes. And so I think what maybe I'm taking away is 
is having that same, I'm not going to be always in the song. And I usually, most of the time I'm not. And so taking that mindset and being like, well, why wouldn't you want, why wouldn't you want to look and feel good in everything? Absolutely. So that's what I, I think I'm, I'm always striving for in terms of me as a creative, what I just want everyone to look and feel good in what I'm doing. But I also have really high standards and I like to challenge myself as well as them. That's something that I've throughout my 10 years now uh, as a choreographer have really started to put forth as a, a mission of mine. And I think Another thing that I also am taking with me that was also said to me by another cast member um, was I just remember one day we were talking about things and um, Danny gave me a compliment on my choreography and was just like, you know, choreography has never been my thing. I love dancing and I love like cleaning dances and I love being that like leader as a dancer, but I don't like creating the choreography. Right. And she was like, I... I think your choreography is fantastic and, and coming from a a phenomenal dancer, that's a huge compliment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I, she also was like, though, you need to be more firm in yourself. You know what you want. You need to be Mm. more solid in when you're choreographing and when you're cleaning and when you're doing everything as you, as the creative, you know exactly what you want. You got to be that you've got to live that you've got to you know be so confident in that ability that you know exactly what you want and so I think that's definitely something that I'm taking with me is I I do know what I want and so why would I act like I don't obviously you have to be flexible in certain certain areas but I am allowed to be a little bit more firm yeah in what I've created yeah so also sorry I have another thought Okay. I was so I wasn't scared to choreograph this show but I do remember being like a little bit more worried about doing this than I had been about other shows which was really interesting because you, you were working with adults no I don't think it had anything to do with the demographic I think it had everything to do with the style of music like I was like can I choreograph to rock I'm so like disco and musical theater and that's all I had done right but I I think I was discrediting myself I think I was like I can't do I haven't done this I can't do this this isn't a genre that I'm gonna like excel at and I also was a little bit nervous about all of the the stripper choreography because I didn't want to push the envelope too much. There are strippers in this show? There are strippers mm. in this show. Um, you'll have to hear more about that in in the next episode. Um, but I, I that was really nervous to me, or not to me, for me. And I think that's because I don't see myself as someone who's like, overtly sexy and i in my brain i think was like you have to like see yourself as sexy to like pull off choreographing sexy and that's not at all the case i think that's what i learned and i also learned that i can be sexy absolutely um (laughs) i think that i i was just really discrediting myself and i think i was really excited about um the the 
the different styles that I was able to access in this show, like there was some classic musical theater stuff. There was some contemporary, there was some modern, there was some, you know, lots of head banging and lots of, you know, rock hands, but there was also a lot of other really cool stuff. And then when it came down to the, the stripper numbers, I, I also was given another huge compliment. I remember, um, talking to one of the the other castmates during a rehearsal and being like I was so nervous to choreograph this song because I wanted it to be sexy and I wanted it to be um this this way I wanted it to be like a stripper song but I also didn't want it to be like I'm taking my clothes off and doing all this stuff right. I still wanted it to be dancing but I wanted to toe that line and and I I didn't want to make the dancers uncomfortable and I didn't want to make the audience uncomfortable right. like as I was choreographing that was always in the forefront of my mind was I don't want to make, I don't, I don't want to make the actors do anything that they're uncomfortable with. And I don't want to like be overtly pushing this, like, like this, like it's too, like too much sex Mm -hmm. for the audience. Um, and I remember, uh, Alexandra looked at me and was like, you, you pulled it off. Oh, wonderful. And, and that was like, very reaffirming for me because you you always feel good about your own stuff but sometimes you need that validation right yeah um okay now you talk about sorry i took over for so long it was just like i mean being on both sides it was it was just a really insane experience for me because when i wasn't on stage uh because I don't know how it worked out by, again, by the theater gods or whatever. Like, my character was not in a lot of the dances. Right. So I very much was able to still do both of my jobs. I felt really bad near the end there where I was like, oh, I can't, like, sit and watch notes because I and take notes because I have to be backstage. Right. So I thought that, you know, near the end there, I did let some of my, like, choreographer duties kind of go to the wayside but at the same time it worked out so well absolutely that i could i could do both and i didn't feel like i was being too overextended in either area yeah i agree with that i think you i think you absolutely pulled it off and i think you saying like oh i i left you know not uh i i wasn't able to do some of that towards the end but you established a level of expectation not as Kira the actress, as Kira the choreographer, that I think was really, really important. Mm-hmm. And what I'm taking from this role, though though I wasn't a director, and um, sometimes I fell into that, but I was kind of overseeing the entire process. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what I ultimately took, and what I can apply not just to adults, but I think I, I think high schoolers need some of this as well, is that the actor's tool belt is quite large, and to not give them the chance to play with their characters and to really take liberties as a director or as a um, uh, uh, someone that oversees a specific part of the show is an incredible disservice to what they can do. Because there had been times during the process that you and I had said, well, we're just going to do it this way. And I think some of the funniest things just came from the impulses and intentions of the actors. And as a director, I realize, you know, I realized like, oh, I don't have to be so rigid in what my vision is for these characters. These actors are the experts of their characters. And to trust that that is the case and, and 
Amen. To what? Right. <laughs> to watch my fellow castmates create their own versions of these characters that you know the director brain never turns off. My vision for what these characters are, right, would stray, and then I would go and watch something and be like, "Oh, that's a way better choice. That's way better than what I envisioned." So I think what I'm taking from this entire experience of being back on stage um, and, and understand recognizing that I absolutely eight on stage <laughs> like i had so much fun and it's because i was fully trying to do what i thought was best for the character yeah and and hearing the commentary afterwards i i feel like i successfully did that yeah it was exactly what i wanted to do and so allowing others to do that i think is really really important yeah no notes no crumbs, no crumbs. <laughs> um by doing this adult show, we don't get to do adult theater a lot. Mm -hmm. The last thing I want to talk about is like, what did you take from an all adult community show that we don't get in the educational theater world that you were like, this means a lot to me? I mean, I think I already touched a lot on that in, in my thoughts from the last, you know, brain dump that I just made. <laughs> um, but if if anything outside of the creative stuff that I already talked about, it's the relationships. So different. I I don't think I realized how special this group of people was until we were like a month out from the show. Like before then, it was just like show up to rehearsal and right. like these are just these people that I've seen every week, but like, dude, I really know all of them that well. Not really. And I remember there was one day where it was after the press day where we went to my parents' house. Cause my mom and my sister were also in the show, which is so cool. <laughs> which I don't think I mentioned before, which was so special. Like to get to do, that's the thing that I think has always brought me, my mom and my sister close together was our love yeah. for the performing arts. And so to get to share the stage with them, oh man, <laughs> I didn't get emotional the whole time, but um, to get to share the stage with them was pretty freaking cool. Absolutely. It was pretty awesome. Um, I look up to my sister so much as a performer. And so to get to see her yeah. do that thing that I've, While you're standing seen, six feet away that I've seen her do a million times where I just know that like she sets such a high standard as well for, for, you know, being a character and and just like the performance level that I was like I'm I'm gonna go 100 in like I'm gonna perform to that level because she always performs Great. to that level. Why would I want to let her or literally anyone else down on this stage? Um, and then my mom I think is the reason that I'm in the performing arts. Yeah. She's the first person who showed me like you know all the old musical movies that I used to love to watch, and then now I hear <laughs> here I am twenty five years later still doing the thing. So that was really special. Um, but outside of that, I think um, what I was trying to say is we we went back to my parents' house after the press day, and we were just all hanging out. Like there was no agenda. It was just let's eat some snacks. And let's get to know each other. And that more. was really and the was first a... time we had gotten to know each other because when we were at rehearsal, we were working. Right. And and though we had quite a long rehearsal process, there was so much of the show that we had to accomplish. Yeah. And so it that was the first time that we were like, okay, the show has been accomplished. 
And now we can actually go out and learn about each other and yeah. learn what each other, you know, who each other are. Yeah, I think that was a huge turning point in yes. in the the tides shifted a lot that night for for just how we cared for each other and how we how we um, cared for each other, not just it, through the process, but as human beings past that. Um, it was it was a it was it was just so amazing and so special. And I don't think I'm ever going to be a part of something exactly like that ever again. I know but I'm that's not. what we preach to our kids. And I know yeah. our kids feel that. And I think the main difference is the fact that as a director of educational theater, that that collaborative community is not something yeah. that you you get just because you're significantly older than the kids. You significantly have a different mindset. They look at you a different way. But when we were all equals, not just as actors, but like we brought in a lot of our yeah. um, creative team as well, is it was just like, we are all in this together not just a high school musical <laughs> quote i'm loving that right now yeah <laughs> that's exactly we, we like the you know the the phrase like in the trenches of like we're doing that mm. no one no one here doesn't know what the other person is going through right now yeah in terms of this process well, and, and and even you know we started to open up to each other more emotionally um we started going and like hanging out because we're all adults and we can do that like who else goes to karaoke with their cast after rehearsal like wants to continue hanging out more right. with each other after we were just working for four plus hours right that's that was what started to change and we all started to care so much for each other and 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 care so much about this show that that really is i think what solidified that underdog narrative of being like people are gonna count us out this is the first time we're doing any of this right. like you said this is the first time we're doing a community show for many people this is the first time back on stage in literally years right right but we all care so much about each other and we all care so much about this thing that we're creating together that we have no choice but to be awesome and i think it absolutely ate yeah we did it yeah. and so i think moving forward like taking the the successes of this show which yes. there are so many of them right i think the yeah. the successes outweigh any of the pitfalls in in this process of taking that and running with it and continually doing community theater and i think if you take anything from this kind of like reflection trauma dump that we just did over the past <laughs> you know 50 55 minutes mostly good trauma uh, absolutely great <laughs> But like, take the fact that if you have a passion for the arts, if no matter how long it's been for you on stage, like there is a space for you in this art form and you absolutely <laughs> deserve to go back as uncomfortable as it is, because I think those uncomfortable nerves turn into anticipatory nerves, mm -hmm. turn into just like such heartfelt and, and, and the love and care that I have for so many of these absolute strangers that were strangers to me six months ago, you know, is, is unfound. And I think that's what I'm carrying in of like, trust the process ultimately and, and enjoy the journey and know mm -hmm. that you're in the trenches with other people enjoying the journey. Yeah. I, I could literally talk about these people all day. They're just so wonderful, so special, so hardworking, and I I think both of us just love and cherish each and every one of them. Yeah. It, it's 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 
it was so special. And I, I know that we're going to only, like you were saying, we're only going to continue this momentum because this is not our last community show. We can yeah, tell you absolutely. that. Like after this, it was like, oh, okay. So we're doing this. Now. So we're yeah. doing this again, right? Yeah. yeah. We're already, you know, we're, we're always, you know, victim to that. <laughs> we're like not even all the way through a show and we're already thinking about what comes right. next. But also I think like you were saying, you really sometimes have to take a step back and say, I can't get too far ahead of myself. Yeah. I need to enjoy the now because I'm only going to be here for so long. And the so now long. was so wonderful. And the now was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to our Rock of Ages yeah. cast and, and creative team. Um. I could try to list everyone off by name, but I feel like I would, no, I would forget not. someone, but you all know who you are and we, we just love and care about yeah, you all so much. So absolutely. thank and you for sharing your experience with us. Um, your, yeah. your family for life. This doesn't mean that we're done talking about rock of ages. <laughs> no, our Jeez. second part episode that you will see in two weeks time, we will break down the show itself because before we did this show, we had admiration for it, but through the process, we realized such an integra uh, uh, integral and important thing that Rock of Ages is. Um, We never told them who we played. You'll have to wait until <laughs> next episode then. Okay. Leave them on the cliffhanger. Leave them on the cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, but recognizing the importance of the show and what our characters represented yeah. and, and going through all of that. I think it's really important. So you will have to come back to us uh, in two weeks time, but we want to thank you so much for being a part of our season premiere um, season two. Uh, of uh, theater thoughts. Um, if you want to continue the conversation and we want you to continue the conversation and offering your own thoughts, your thoughties too. And we want to recognize that <laughs> you can absolutely do that. And you can follow us at our podcast, Instagram, at theater podcast t-h-e-a-t-r-e -E. the thing not the place podcast go ahead and shoot us a dm follow us comment on our pictures make that pop up in your friends feeds okay really starting this conversation because theater is so collaborative collaborative um that it's important that we have such a large scale of people to talk about mm -hmm. right yeah. um and also if you don't want to miss the next episode, make sure that you like and follow and subscribe on whatever uh, streaming platform you're listening on. Um, and also write us a review, but again, only if it's a good one. No notes, no crumbs. Yeah. Only <laughs> if it's a good review, that's only going to help us. Okay. Um, and we just want to thank you for being a part of this journey. We have so many exciting things coming your way for season two um, that are just going to absolutely rock and roll um <laughs> and we will see you next time for a wonderful rocking explorative ooh, and emotional episode of theater thoughts, thoughts. goodbye don't trip trip we gonna get it chop chop yeah yeah when i say go you don't stop stop stop, stop. you belong in a life ain't spot i right from the top let it pipe down nah 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 everybody to the right if you thought that's what i thought you would thought thought thought